You're listening to the Happy People Podcast with your host, me, Nye Armstrong. Today's guest is Asil Rashid, who just happens to be one of my favorite people and a super fascinating lady. Her days are sometimes filled with nightmares uh, based off of what she does for a living, yet she's one of the most happy and positive people I've ever met. She isn't a Pollyanna by any means, and like she doesn't skip through life. She actually stands up for what she believes in and doesn't compromise on those beliefs, and I couldn't ask for a better first guest. But before we get into the actual meat of everything, I just want to say that this episode is brought to you by all the amazing donors on my Launch Good campaign. Without your help, this wouldn't have been able to happen. And so, without further ado, Ashiel Rashid. Let's connect with happy people, diving deep on everything. Happy people with my Armstrong. So, I'm allergic to cats. Oh, yeah. But I think I still want to get one. Yeah, a cat? Yeah. Like, they have the hyperallergenic, like, species that are like, no. <laughs> let's try this out. <laughs> let's risk uh, my throat closing during <laughs> no. the nighttime. <laughs> no. How uh, bad like, is I'm, your allergy? Not too bad. I just get, like, itchy mm-hmm. eyes and sneeze and stuff. Can you point it more towards your mouth? That way? Yeah. That better? Mm-hmm. Stay. There we go. So, um, I'm hoping to check one of those out. I've heard they're not too bad, so I just have to take, like, a pill and I'm fine. Yeah, like a linal Allegra or something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if I take one of those, then I'll be okay. Like, I can't even, like, uh, you know Minha and stuff. Like, yeah, have uh, cats. She has three cats, and if I do not take an Allegra, uh-huh. I will be sick for, like, two weeks. Yeah. Like, my throat closes up, everything comes in, and I yeah. get decimated yeah i can't deal with cats see and it depends because there's days where i'm like in front like around people who have cats and just from their clothes yes yeah but there's days where i'm like with a cat three hours nothing kittens are the worst for me and i'll have like a delayed reaction oh yeah yeah, which is weird like so then like i leave and on my way home i'm like (laughs) (laughs) and you can't (laughs) figure out why you feel the way you do you're like what did i eat (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, so the cat horrible. five hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot that one. Yeah. Well, thank mm. you so much for coming in. Thank you. It's for the moment. Me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so <clears throat> I've known you for how many years now? Most of the like, best this year has been for sure. We've been got we've gotten a lot closer, but yeah, I've seen you around for ages. We're like protesting buddies. <laughs> It's just going to have to be what we do. Well, not only that. We're mushing buddies. <laughs> yeah. And we're protesting buddies. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember where I first met you. I can't remember. That's kind of a good thing. I think so. <laughs> it's just like we've become ubiquitous in each other's lives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I can't. I was thinking about that like uh, right before you came in. I was like, when did we meet? Yeah. And I... <clears throat> I think it had to have been at the mushed. Yeah. Had to have been. Maybe. Yeah. But probably very C, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But then. But I remember, I know you before then. Because yeah. I remember when I found out that you were working there, mm-hmm. that I was like happy to hear that. Okay. So I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to be there. So then I was we had to have known. Yeah. It's so weird. I don't know. I have no idea. 
But what the greatest thing is, mm-hmm. is the communities that you build, mm-hmm. not only is it like we see each other at the masjid, et cetera, but mm-hmm. when I see repeated people over and over again at like protests, rallies, mm-hmm. activist centers, like those people are my people. Yeah. And so I just, I, it's just the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it has a lot to do with the fact that people are willing to sacrifice something. Mm. And that to me shows, oh, you're here too. Yeah. So you gave up time. Okay. So you, so it's like that says something about a person, Mm -hmm. you know, like, uh, I feel that way. Like we go to a lot of protests and like, um, I would say we're both pretty much activists within Mm -hmm. this area. Yeah. What, makes you go to these uh, kind of events what makes me go to the events yeah like what what brings you i'm blessed Mm, yeah like i feel like i'm really really blessed um i don't there's times where i know that i've had hardships myself Mm. where okay you know um I and I and I validate that. I don't say, oh there's something I was reading today actually. Um it was like, you know, your experiences are valid, you know, your your bad days or your um um I can't tell what the word is like, but like your um your breakdowns are valid. Like things mm-hmm. that are like your problems, that's okay to say instead of having to say like somebody else has it worse. I'm okay. It's to minimize uh-huh. it. We're so mm-hmm. good at minimizing a lot of things mm-hmm. that we are not allowing ourselves to feel. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, there's been times that I've had rough experiences. It's not to say that, you know, uh, I have to go out to make sure that I know that I'm going to be okay. But it just, it is one of those things where I, I, I use, it's kind of like one of my things to remind myself that I'm grateful for what I have and that um, I want other people to have that and i'm going to fight for that Mm -hmm. that even my worst days are still you know while they're hard for me um i want to make sure that other people can have um at least the security that i have yeah something so uh which i think honestly yeah it totally (laughs) totally makes sense and in light of what i know what you do for a living yeah which i don't know how you function I really don't. Yeah. Seriously. (laughs) So explain what you do for a living. So I am a victim's advocate. Um, You know, people will say client advocate. They'll say, you know, all kinds of case manager. Mm. Um, I think that just really does not give a very good, you know, picture of what I do. Mm -hmm. So I feel like victim's advocate is the proper title. Um, It uh, is something I kind of fell into. Um. I was volunteering with uh, a group, uh, an agency. Oh, I was chosen. Yeah, you were. So <laughs> go like to you. <laughs> Plus, I didn't want to reach down and figure <laughs> out because <laughs> I'm a bad bet mother. <laughs> no. Um, so I was volunteering with like an agency, and um, a position opened up, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was really attracted to the work, um, not realizing how. I guess similar my life was at the time to the work that I was doing. What do you mean by that? I mean, I was going to learn from my work a lot more than I thought. Gotcha. 
and because you sort of felt like you were in the place of some of these victims mm -hmm. right and so um i think when i was faced with that reality the work became really hard but then at that point i was like i need to work there's mm -hmm. no way that I would be able to survive without it. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, it was kind of a, a, a place where I had to ask myself, like, you know, do I stay here or do I quit and then struggle even harder than what I'm going through? So um, I, I think it made me a better advocate because yeah. I understand and I hate to use that word because like we don't always understand, but mm -hmm. I, I can I can empathize with yes. the person who's going through something. So um, um, it allowed me to be able to ask myself questions and ask my clients questions mm -hmm. that they normally would not have been asked because me being able to ask myself a question and reflect they were able to see, oh, I think she understands where I'm coming from. Or I mm -hmm. think she sees something that I wasn't aware of. Yeah. And so um, I I enjoy it. I think what I do end up wanting to do is to become more of a, um, like a therapist. But that's going to require going back to school. So What did you end up getting your degrees in? I double majored in biology and psychology. Oh, well, that sort of just fits in, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. The psychology part did. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. <clears throat> So. Now, when you were going through these struggles, like what tools did you pick up? What tools did I pick up? Um, like to get you through those rough points to be able, because it's one yeah. thing to know what somebody is going through. Yeah. And another, like, and have been there yourself. Yeah. And the other is to get, p grow past it. Yeah. And then pick up the tools to be mm -hmm. able to tell other people mm -hmm. about how you've gotten past this thing. Mm -hmm. This is how I yeah. went through it myself. You grow through what you go through. Yeah. Um, I think one thing, and actually in hindsight that I just realized while you were talking to me mm -hmm. about this, but um, is that I, I think I allowed myself to struggle. There's some points in time where I would realize people would try to like get away from me if I was talking about something that was too hard. And I'm like, I'm losing friends. And it would feel really lonely and isolating um, because it's like whenever somebody would come up to me, um, like, hey, so how are you doing? And I'd be like, you know, oh, you know, and that's all I could carry. Yeah. I was just carrying it's it with all me. you can think of. Yeah. It's all you can. I Get and you. so it's like people were coming into my clouds and I'm just like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I can't get out of my cloud right now. Yeah. You know, and that's all I have right now kind of around me. And so people would kind of be like, you know, oh, well, ooh. yeah. And they like, just like they, like, it was like a magnet. Like they're just like, like the opposite of a magnet. Yeah, like they're yeah, just yeah. like completely repelled, like, repel you. And so, um, do you feel like that was in your head or you actually know that that's what was happening? Could have been a little bit of both. Okay. I mean, I'm always a big you know, proponent of like, you know, there's nature and nurture. It's not this. It's not versus each other. Mm -hmm. There's always going to be a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, part of I think the reaction response in me was, first of all, like why, you know, maybe I should stop talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, it's like, well, maybe this just isn't my crowd, you know? Very. Tr oh, my God. Because yeah. I need... You know, for me, it's like I, I, if I was going to have friends, I wanted to be around people who had a balance of both. And I've been around people who were, 
completely struggling and I had to just mention and, and be more real with myself mm-hmm. and, and be clear about my intention or what I was capable of. Oh God. It had yeah. to force me to be very clear about myself. So if that was too hard for me, I would just state, listen, you know, I want to be here for you, but I can't right now. Yes. And so just, but just that honesty, I think is something it's, I had to learn. It took five years. It took, it takes a long time. It, so when you said that's all you could think about, right? So when I was going through my divorce and getting a divorce and then almost a year and a half after, Mm -hmm. honest to God, I felt like I was a broken record with people. Yeah. It's all I could talk about. It's all I could think about. Um, it was, it was just constant and I isolated myself so much because I hated how repetitive I was. Do you think you did that or other people did that? Oh, no. The friends that I have had at that time and have now, unbelievably supportive, Mm -hmm. unbelievably balanced, and they They can hear. Yeah, Yeah. completely. It was all in my head. Yeah. uh, And it was that self-consciousness about Mm -hmm. it that I just was like, Mm -hmm. I gotta gotta figure this out. Yeah. And that, yeah, I completely completely understand that so do you know when you get a song stuck in your head yeah you know what psychology says about that no they say that it's because you haven't finished it Mm. it's like you're it's like a a thought that you had that like went away and you're like holding on to it and Mm. you just keep repeating 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 so i had that moana song in my head because i haven't finished it (laughs) well it's like it's like well when you have that happening Mm. stop Listen to the song in its entirety, and it completes the song for you. It's like a thought that hasn't finished itself. And so when you're actually thinking about something that's going through, you're still digging for answers because you haven't completely closed it. Yeah. And so, like, things like that, you know, your experience of the divorce and whatever my experience was, it's like there's there's still answers and unresolved issues that we can't put our finger on, and so Mm -hmm. we keep kind of broken record, you know, over and over again. And I don't really want to use the word broken, but, you know, it's just that like that song stuck in your head that it just keeps going and going and going and you're still trying to find. It might not be a broken record, but yeah. you put it on that single repeat. <laughs> yeah. It's like on repeat. Yeah. It's on, on repeat, repeat one, you know, <laughs> and it just keeps going and going until yeah. you figure out what answers because there's more that you're needing from it. There's more you're still trying to juice from it. Right. And yeah. so, um, yeah, I mean, and, and for people who aren't ready, that's OK. I, I you know. Maybe they just weren't, weren't capable of, like, carrying that, and that's okay. Or mm-hmm. being in my cloud with me. That's mm-hmm. fine. But it kind of sucked. Oh, Because yeah. I was like, but I needed somebody. They just weren't the right person. Right. Yeah. Not everybody can be everything to no, everyone. Exactly. And yeah. you learn that real quick in life mm-hmm. when, you have, when you get speed bumps, let's say, mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was what was... I did ask this, but I want more specifics. Like how, what was the process? What were, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you grow past things? Um, so I'm the kind of person, can I curse? Yes, you can curse. <laughs> I can, I can bleep you. I have yet to decide how bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> okay. So, um, I kind of tend to be the kind of person who I, I need things to be a certain way because I want to be able to juice every single thing I can out of life. Mm. So when things happen to me, I, <clears throat> I like, I'm like, nope, nope, not happening. Nope, not in my life. Nope. You know, like this is kind of like, you know, and I try to, I don't just, 
I don't know how to slow down sometimes when I turn or make transitions. What do you mean by, what do you mean by, like, when things are happening? Yeah, pivot. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Best friends episode ever. I know. Um, So, like, when, when life is making a turn, I, you know, I've had to learn, oh, wait, this is where I have to slow down, you know, and it'll be easier if I slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to mentally tell myself that or like reflect and, and be able to see this is slowing down. Mm-hmm. I probably need to, to, you know, chill for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I, I have my bitch fits. Yeah. Um, I will get mad about why things didn't go the way they did, you mm-hmm. know, um, more internally, people don't really see me as a mad person or get angry, but it boils inside. And mm-hmm. they're like, oh, but you're so calm and sweet. And I'm like, oh, oh little do you know. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> now, so, yeah. Do you, you see, for me, you're a very active person. That's how I view you. Super active, go-getter. Is that what social media no, just you. I know. No, it's you. funny because people cause people say that a lot. Yeah, because you're always every time I see you at a thing, I'm like busy. busy it's like a busy beaver. Hmm. How do you stay in the moment? Um, so it's funny because while people may see me often, I have my I have my like my specific things that I go to right on a consistent basis. There's like my consistent rocks that i rely on mm. um monday nights are like my scripture study nights we go to quran study um with um, a program that i attend and really super enjoy that and it's been something that i really rely on to start my week um mondays are hard to begin with so to be able to go a place where people uh, are regulars it's consistent it's it's familiar i enjoy that plus to be able to get some of the gems that we learn from that uh, space is really amazing mm-hmm. um so i feel like people say that i'm busy and i feel uh, from my perception of it from what i can see what i experience in my life i'm really not mm-hmm. i feel like i actually spend a lot more time in solitude than i do would you say you're an out. introvert or an extrovert i'm an ambivert okay i'm both yeah. And I require my solitude to be able to recharge. Be. Mm-hmm. So that's tip. Okay. So you're, you're exactly, you have the same personality that I do. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. but when I'm out, I'm out, but I need that time to recharge or I'm nothing. Yeah. 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 So I think, I think. And I choose very wisely where I go. Yeah. 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 So, um, do you believe in energy? Uh, what do you mean? So I, 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 I've, I've really started to feel like this, like, I, I started to kind of um, get more, I guess, connected with my feeling or emotion or things okay. like that. We can call it emotion or energy, either one. But I do feel like I absorb people's energy, right? So, yes. like, that's why I view myself as an ambivert because whenever I um, am around, like, a really great group of people, your energy is about the highest it could ever right? go. Right, especially like a big group. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it actually manifests itself in anxiety because I'm like, oh, too much, too much, mm-hmm. you know. And then, and then I get really like nervous or just anxious or excited and I just really don't know how to like reel it in. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I'm like around nobody, it's just like, oh, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've kind of been able to capitalize on that a little bit, like in the sense that. Like you hacked work, your own. 
Uh-huh. Yeah. So when I'm at work, people are like, you're always so bubbly. And I was like, I have to be <laughs> in this environment or like whatever. Like I have to be. I'm putting that out there because it's like my shield mm. um, for sometimes like at work. I definitely don't need any Debbie Downers. Like it's just it's already heavy enough. Right. That some things I'm just like, whoop, whoop. like we're not. No, I'm not going to. I can't, I can't let that in right now or I can't sit and think about that right now. Yeah. It's, it's, it's focus on the client, focus on the client, focus on the client, focus on my work, focus on all the hard things. Yes, there's struggles, but it's like, you know, she wants her own time now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, mom's not picking me up. No. Fine. If that's the case, then <laughs> whatever. Uh, yeah. Now, because your work is so unbelievably difficult, has to be. Listening to these stories, it has to be, yeah. internalizing a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you how do you stay positive? How do you keep that energy? So, I so every every person who is an advocate will or an activist even I feel like those two are very related. Um, will go through what I call like their seasons. You're going to go mm. through this and it, those seasons almost pretty much parallel like the stages of grief. It's it's very similar to the stages of grief. Yes. Okay. And I started in this work going, this is awesome. People were, were affirming me mm-hmm. by saying work must be so rewarding, you know? And I'm like, yes, I feel like a hero. I'm saving people's lives. Yeah actually having my own saved but (laughs) you know it was and that I think that kind of like just went and it was like this huge like thing where it's like you know how come um why does this even have to be an issue because then I saw how overwhelming the problems were get up there (laughs) yay but I saw how overwhelming the problems were. And I was like, there is so much to be done. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, my God. Because once you have one problem solved with a person, uh-huh. out comes the next. Because it's never just one thing. Well, not just one person. It was yeah. how many people were experiencing it. Right. And I was, you know that picture where it's like the fire's burning around the house and the guy's like, the fire's burning. He's like, I'm okay. It's fine. What are you worried about? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like this huge, like, you know, bias where it's like you don't see the fire burning. And I'm mm-hmm. trying to show everybody we're on fire. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? This is just the way of the world. I was like, what? Like, this can't be the way of the world. You can't. This can't be a the experience of violence or abuse or domestic violence in a woman's life or man's life mm-hmm. should not be one of our. What's that word? Um, it shouldn't be a coming of age story. It shouldn't be what we just experience in life as it shouldn't be like a, a marker stone or, or, or a cornerstone of a woman's experiential, like experience of her life. Yeah. And so, um, and when it, when I saw how overwhelming the problem was and then I would get really angry at the culture that makes it happen or the, you know, or, or allows it to happen, not necessarily makes it happen, but, um, and just all these things, I just get so angry. And then I was mad at why women wouldn't do anything about it. Yeah. Oh but- yeah. <laughs> Especially nowadays. It drives me. I have, I have. Relatives. Every woman knows someone. Everyone knows, Everyone someone, knows someone. And the ones that are in denial, 
-hmm. and that are supportive Mm -hmm. of the people that put the stuff in place. Mm -hmm. It's like, is -hmm. this a victim mentality that Mm -hmm. you have sort of identified with your abuser and so you can't see it anymore? You can see the abuser's point of view? I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, So... And the, the, so I would get mad whenever women wouldn't do anything about it. I'd be mm. like, why aren't you, don't you want better for yourself? Don't you want, is this how you imagined your life having been? Mm. Well, here's the thing about that question. It's a very heavy question, right? I could ask somebody, is this how you imagined your life being? Someone may not be ready to answer that question right now. Mm-hmm. Going through what they're going through. They may say, no, it's not. And I allowed it to happen. So there's room for that possibility of them thinking that they actually allowed it to happen. We have a very, um, we're the interesting thing about like our community in living here in the U S and like being here in the U S and kind of what we've seen from like the cultural perspective, right. Um, of how, at least from, from my perspective as well, kind of being half, you've got a lot of people coming from over, from other countries, from, you know, we have immigrant mentalities. We also have, um, you know, uh, the the gap, I guess, between if their kids were born and raised here, um, that generation gap. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of clashing, I think, with that individualistic versus collectivist culture or the ideal, like ideals. And those clashes, I think, we, we're seeing a lot in people who will say things like, um, well, we like I'm going to pull myself up for my bootstraps or I'm the one who um, who makes things happen. You're the one who's in charge in your life. Well, if I'm in charge and if we internalize that that understanding of life or understanding of who we are, then that means that I allowed something to happen to me. We don't we're not able to delineate between something happening to us versus us bringing it into our life, which is why things like have you heard like the secret yeah. Right. I'm mm. not fully on board with that. Mm. I know that my energy is something that um, I'm, I'm in tune with, mm. but I don't believe that I invite anything to happen to myself or to or bring that into my life. Yeah. Because of, you know, another person's ill intention. Because you're taking the ownership from the person that's doing it to you to yourself. Mm hmm. And you're letting them off the boat, but then putting yourself into an yeah. internal struggle for yeah. a very long time. Why am I carrying their baggage? Yeah. Who created the problem? They did. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So why am I carrying it for them? Mm-hmm. You know? They've already done enough to me. Yeah. I don't need to do anything for them. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, so carrying that problem, I always talk about like carrying like luggage. It's like carrying luggage in this journey of life, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we carrying somebody else's luggage why are we putting their rocks in our backs like in our backpacks um why are we putting like why are we carrying what's not ours to carry yeah you know and i can relieve myself of that um by you know just being responsible for my own feelings and emotions and not responding when i don't need to respond right do you feel like having boundaries and making them for yourself and putting limits on yourself, do you think that's a healthy way to mm-hmm. go through life? Mm-hmm. 
Um, It is, and it's something we don't, we're not born with, right? Right. You're not born having boundaries because, I mean, when you're young, you're a baby, everyone else is taking care of something for you, Mm. right? They're changing you. You don't know how to say no. You know, you um, uh, get what you need. Someone else has to feed you. Someone else has to, you know, you rely on everything from someone else. Um, but when you grow older, I think it's so healthy to, to teach, especially young children, how to start saying, no, I don't want that. Or saying, I want this. Like, like allowing them to make age-appropriate choices that would um, allow them the agency to know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm teaching, like, you know, for example, um, uh, a young child in our family, like, like, tickling. Okay, when you say no, that means no, I'll stop. Or mm-hmm. you will stop. Mm-hmm. I don't like tickling. So she tries and she'll like, you know, like stop it. Like yeah. when I say no, that means no. <laughs> and so she thinks it's funny mm-hmm. to her, but I don't think it's funny at all. And yeah. for me, I don't, I don't, I don't wish that upon myself. So it's like, sweetie, you know, this is something that I don't appreciate. And you, you know, if you, if, if I do something that you don't appreciate, you can tell me mm-hmm. no. And so I think boundaries are totally healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, Everything in life, I think, needs to be kind of like almost neg- not negotiated, but like re- like reevaluated. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll need a boundary, and sometimes later we won't. Like certain boundaries that we've put up, sometimes won't need to be there later. So it's always okay to reevaluate them. Do you see? Okay, so when you started saying no mm. and setting up those boundaries. What was the thing that made you realize this needs to happen for me? Did you learn it at a young age? Or was it when you reached adulthood or uh, whenever it was? Like, what was, do you remember that moment where you're like, oh, I have to do this or I can't have like positive mental health? So um, boundaries don't always look like a negative, like like a no, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes that boundary could also be like, you know, a po- like a, a positive thing. So um, for me, I my boundaries didn't look like saying no. My boundaries looked like saying I need this for me, um, or offering my time. I would always check myself before I ever said something to somebody, like, um, "Well, if there's anything you need, let me know." You know, I stopped actually saying that unless I actually meant it and could. Mm-hmm. So I would check my schedule and before I would text back or say anything like that and say, hey, if you need something, let me know. I will say that about like every time, every time I run into an issue yeah. and you know about my issue, yeah. uh, you will always reach out to me and you will always say, if you need me, I'm here. I'm an ear. Mm-hmm. Let me know. Mm-hmm. And I know that you <laughs> mean it. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Like and I, I pray know. there's never something that comes in between me and, and saying that to anyone really. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. Just, I, cause I, it's like, I don't want to ever be that person who says something and then goes, Oh yeah. But I just, I, something came up, you know, mm-hmm. or cause I've had that happen to me. I'm know? not going to lie. I'm not the perfect person at that <laughs> I'm not either. You know, there's things that come up, but like sometimes I just say it as like, you yeah. know, it's the, We're it's good. the next yeah. thing to say. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then I'm just like, oh. And then when I actually go, I I sometimes feel like, yeah, I'm not 
I don't have that perfect mental health to be able to handle yeah. that type of yeah. problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's also like the, the whole self-honesty thing mm-hmm. where like I had to like learn how to be honest with myself. Like even just saying like that really hurt my feelings. You know, I had to accept that because, you know, this whole idea of like strong. Can I my feet up? Yeah, Sorry. of course. Um, it's like easier for me to like hold on <laughs> like sliding out of this um if you want to get up reevaluate we re-evaluate. can t- take a pause now you're good there we go okay now my back is like supported you- yeah. okay <laughs> <laughs> um what were you saying oh okay so like the idea of like for example um being completely strong all the time i guess what i, I had to learn like how to like emotionally like understand that this actually hurt me you know and accept it for myself Mm -hmm. because we grow up often like feeling like we are what's the word um that we don't feel nothing affected me or i don't want to show people that it affected me i don't want them to think that they got to me Mm. um putting up it's like it's like that masculinity thing yeah and people it's not men who have it but it's like that even women it's it's that i have to be a pillar unto myself Uh uh-huh i can't Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and um uh i you know uh, i can't let things get to me i'm an iron clad shield you know i don't have feelings (laughs) it's like no you do you do and uh when things happen and they get to you you know we're actually suffocating ourselves by not like being able to express or say anything Mm -hmm. so like when we're talking about boundaries like it i had to accept the fact that i had like i had to verbalize i need space so hard for me to say Mm-hmm. It was so hard for me to say, or when I offered like help to someone, I had to be clear of not just keeping the help open. It was how and what so that it wouldn't like, for example, helping a friend move or something like that. Um, I would say, yes, I can help. I have this day and this time open Would that help for you, help you mm-hmm. so that I was clear about what I was able to do. I wasn't leaving it open for some things that I, you know, because then I would feel really bad saying, ah, I can't do that. But here's what I could offer my car on this day. Would that work? You know, and so just meet like biggest lesson ever is meaning what you say and saying what you mean. Mm-hmm. Like, just don't say it if you don't mean it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it takes a lot for me to say something. And so if, it, if I do, like, I have to mean it. And sometimes even if I don't, I'll just mean it. <laughs> Be like, all right, I said it. Uh, I said it. It, it happens. I keep happen. myself. Yeah, yeah. It has to happen because I said so. Yeah. And I don't want to ever, you know, say something and not, and, 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 and not actually do it and come through. Mm-hmm. My Coco. turn. Coco. Where are you going? Coco. There we go. My turn. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Such a hussy, that dog. <laughs> <laughs> she, she finds finds some guys so like <laughs> oh my god she's the worst did i she tell knows you she's cute oh she does <laughs> the thing is she loves men oh yeah loves men <laughs> well her previous owner was uh, uh, a dude um and yeah so one time we were out i was out camping yeah and i was walking going 
for a walk with her yeah. and we walked by this group of guys and she just beelined and and I was like <laughs> oh my gosh Coco and I'm going over there and I'm trying to pull her away without dragging her <laughs> and she was just like like literally like making a nest on this guy's feet and I'm like oh what God. the heck is happening <laughs> and and I go I am sorry she is such a flirt she loves men and the guy looked at me he did the up and down and I and I look like a homeless person at this point <laughs> because when I go camping I wear a baseball hat a hoodie and yeah. like pants and stuff so yeah. I look like a unibomber yeah hit, hit a rainbow <laughs> And that's usually what you've seen what I wear. Anyway, very bright highlighter. Very very highlighter colors. And um, he goes, he gave me the uh, the elevator eyes, and he goes like her mother. And I go, no, <laughs> I saw that coming. I actually heard that coming. <laughs> I didn't, and I like you could just I could just feel like a full body blush because <laughs> no one. <laughs> I when expected that when you're a hijabi no one yeah no one flirts with you yeah which is i'm fine with because i do not handle it well <laughs> clearly because you're like wait what ah, ah what did i say um no no repeat after up. me I <laughs> so i pick up my dog and i run away mm. and i'm like bye like, <laughs> so embarrassing it's like repeat after me i should not and like you say it and it's like yeah if you want it you can put a ring on it you switch to beyonce we have um with her she always gets me in trouble with guys yeah and i'm just like no i can't believe this like it's that was the worst one but there's been so many other oh man it's opportunity <laughs> she's just opening doors yeah opportunity. Well, around guys that are drinking at a campfire that's my type <laughs> uh no Aww. uh yeah that's so she cute. definitely puts me in problems every once in a while but she's worth it she's such they're a fun though i bet you they're fun problems because you can laugh about them later. oh yeah because i'm like oh this is a good joke like this is gonna be a gift later <laughs> this on is gonna, this, this is gonna be an anecdote i can yeah. bring up <laughs> she is so funny now oh, do you do what would you say your esteemable acts are i mean the fa- what you do for a living my what esteemable acts. oh <laughs> so things that you garner self-esteem mm. from okay actions it could be making things it could be anything anything that gives that builds your self-esteem yeah like what would you say that is mind you your job yeah. You could probably get like tons of that from that because you have a sense yeah. of self-worth for helping people. Yeah. But at the same time, that is your job. Yeah. And there's... I have to remind myself that's work. Yeah. Um, I think that I when I realized that I could help so many people, um, I had to be like, okay, I can't do all of that. I have to be able to help specific kind of people or a smaller population like you can't just like help everybody spread too thin yeah because then you not get enough butter on the bread right yeah mm. slap on that butter okay <laughs> just, just lather it carry gold <laughs> yes. i got gold in my in my purse what are you talking about it's not hot sauce in my bag um i got carry gold in my bag swag. <laughs> um but um i don't know i guess when 
when I get, because like. You're a crafty person. I'm a crafty person. I like to craft. I like to, I feel like when I organize this, like, so where I, where I relieve some of my stress yeah. is in like organizing. Um, Are you looking at my place plan- and going, No, no, ah! no, no, not at all. At <laughs> all. Like I actually really jive with this. Um, but like, um decorating that's my thing and when mm. i see things like i surround myself with with that because it's what i feel good around mm-hmm. you know um people always tell me like you know i just love how you match your scarves with everything you're always so matching and i'm like good because i feel good when i match you know mm-hmm. or i feel um uh i feel good when i accomplish something like what what would you go out to try to accomplish well so for example my 65 hour work week okay so are you proud of the 65 hours no okay uh, well okay so i'm i'm proud of how much i got done and was able to prepare myself for next week so a lot of it was just just so many things happening at once right like integrating new staff um training them on a week that i wasn't expecting to do so i'm proud of having been able to on a timely basis touch all the things that I needed to to keep people like here work on this until I can so I I managed the time well for others which had which actually kind of forced me to work a little bit more Mm -hmm. for myself to Mm -hmm. get what I needed to get done um but I did get it done and for next week I now have my week planned out it's just like that week after vacation thing that kind of like but um there's a few things that I was able to I was proud of myself for giving myself the time to reflect on the work that I was doing and pinpointing opportunities for growth or for some changes. And those are changes that I know that I'll be able to implement. And I was like, good going, Asil, you got this. You know, and I felt really good being able to say, here's some points for growth or here's some points for or some opportunities for some changes that I would like to implement. Mm -hmm. And just that in and of itself, like having that that thought process, yeah. gives you that a self is like yeah that builds your sort of yeah ah, because there's times in work when I'm learning something that I, especially with my new position I've only been in this position for six months now, mm-hmm. um, and the new role that I'm in, um, I'm like I can't do this. There's times where I'm going home and I'm like I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing, um, you know, I. I'm at a loss for how this is supposed to work, you know, figuring out like, am I supposed to be doing this? Am I supposed to be? And I wonder, am I doing too much or am I doing too little? And I'm never sure. So they usually say it takes about a year before you're kind of on your feet and figure it out. But enroll with it. Things like that was like a moment of like, oh, I can do this. It's clear. Clarity. Oh, gotcha. Moments of clarity give me. What would you say to somebody who's listening that, is going through a hardship or is a victim or whether it be from an abusive situation or something that you deal with on a day-to-day with your job, mm-hmm. how would you suggest they get help? Mm-hmm. So um, it's always it's a lot harder for someone who's in a situation to reach out than for someone outside of it to help. Mm-hmm. And so um, like we hear all the time like the whole – like using the word like victim or victim mentality or the phrase like um, victims. I want to play victim, um, which <laughs> like because we, we know that like victims don't play. No, um, it's not something you get to try on for a little bit and then just uh, um, 
you know, experience for just a little while. That's something that, um, I think I'd mentioned the word labor to someone. I don't remember who it was, but it was like, it's, it's a laboring process. The same way that a person who is, you know, has children goes through nine months of, you know, carrying and then delivering and that labor process, um, and all the emotional, you know, changes that happen from after a birth, mm-hmm. uh, for someone, um, this it's kind of like that with your feeling you're carrying a feeling and you're laboring with it and delivering it and processing it and reprocessing it until it's ready for Mm -hmm. it to you know to 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 leave um or to come out and so um for for anyone who's going through something like that Mm -hmm. um um give yourself permission find ways to give yourself permission to be in a position of asking for help Um, there's nothing that's shameful about it, about a situation that you did not create for yourself. Um, and a situation that you just may not have been privy to what was going on. You are not responsible for someone else, someone else's like ill intent. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not to say pick your people, um, wisely, but definitely pick who you're going to be reaching out to as someone you know is trustworthy because that experience can do a lot more damage than, than, um, than uh, a lot more harm than good. If, um, that experience does not go very well. Mm-hmm. Um, such as reaching out to someone who is like, wait, but what did you do? Okay. Not something you want to hear. No at all when you're experiencing that. So, um, find the person or an advocate or reach out to an agency that has the, um, the, the, like the experience, uh, to, to, to handle something like this and to kind of walk you through that process, Mm -hmm. uh, and allow yourself time Mm -hmm. to, uh, to go through it. And it's, it's not something that is over quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, it takes time. Uh, And for those who are listening who are not, for those, if you do come across someone who's experiencing that, be very clear with what your intentions are when you are helping um, and be very um, clear about, and be honest with yourself when you are speaking with someone and reaching out to help, help, such as if you are unsure how to help say, I want to help, but I don't know how can mm-hmm. you tell me? Yeah. So just something like that. Um, don't assume that that's an, that's assumed and understood on the other side. Is there a number or a website or anything like that, that you yeah. could tell people to reach out towards? Yeah. There's, um, the National Domestic Violence Hotline mm-hmm. um, that people can call. Um, and they'll help get them in touch with somebody? Mm-hmm. Or would... They will actually, you know, process what's going on, mm-hmm. do an assessment, figure out um, how they can help, and then uh, ask them, like, what their goals are. It could be, like, a call from, let's just say, New York, calls the National Domestic Violence Hotline. They say, here are my goals. After they go through the process of like kind of assessment of what they're needing, they can say, okay, well, you're wanting to move where? And they say, like, let's just say, I don't know, uh, Arizona. Mm-hmm. And 
someone um, on that call, they can connect them with the resources that are in Arizona so that are fit for what they're needing. Mm. Um, They have, like, I guess, a process of elimination of being able to see, okay, this shelter takes one, two, three. What if it's not shelter that they need? Maybe they just need to talk to someone. They can say, okay, well, we can be here for you. Um, And there's just ways that they can go about doing that. Awesome. Yeah. That's really awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. I hope you'll come back. I will always come back. I feel like you have a a depth that <laughs> that from experience and, and from your jobs and all this stuff that people can learn from and yeah. I think it's awesome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for joining me. Thank you. Aww. It's always good to be in the company of happy people. <laughs> You're ridiculous. You liked that. <laughs> I was yeah, like, you did. Oh, no. She said it. <laughs> I went there. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, and I love you. I love you, too. I love you, and I like you. I love you, and I like you, too. You know what that's about? Yeah, no. Parks and Rec. <laughs> oh, okay. I love you, and I like you. <laughs> I think I need to watch that show more often. Oh, my God. It's one of the best <laughs> shows. Was it Leslie Nope before Broveries? <laughs> yeah. Leslie Nope is one of the best female that. characters. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I have Leslie Nope tendencies for yeah. hoarding. Okay. I'm going to have to watch that show. <laughs> that's why I was like, when you were looking around, and it's like, this is as organized as no, I like get. Scary. No, you're fine. Okay. I'm not I'm not looking around like that. Oh. I actually just get a joy of, in doing it. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Well, then but I won't. Sh- not a need to just. Not, uh, organize people. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. I'm like the least organized person I know. Because I'm a project-oriented person. Yeah, so you have projects and right eight, And I project everywhere. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to see my bedroom. Well, I have that, too. Like, my, yeah. my room's that way, too. Like, I'll have a desk that has just, like, crafts all over it. Mm-hmm. And I'll look at it, and I'm going, oh, God, that desk. But um, I'm learning to separate my, like, room, like, that from my room. I really shouldn't be in there, but I only have a one-bedroom. So. That's where I'm at right now. You know? I have literally yeah. tubs in my bedroom, and I'm washing all my clothing. Yeah. Because I'm going to sort through it and donate. Oh, hey. And, yeah, and, uh, and I'm going to do all that stuff for all my stuff. Is this your tiny living project? Well, I'm always in the process of tiny living. Really? Oh, yeah. Hey. Okay. <laughs> we, we could keep going, but yeah, I'm going to end it now because you have to go somewhere. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me, Seal. I love Thank you and you. I like you. And, me too. Uh, hope it's you mutual. join me soon. I will. All right. I will. Bye. Thank you for joining in on this week of Happy People Podcast. As always, I am your host, Knight Armstrong. I hope you like this episode. I actually have a few other nuggets, which I am going to put up onto my Patreon, so you can follow along there and actually hear a little bit about more about Aseel, and I really hope you like her. If you want to follow her, just make sure you go on to the website, uh, happypeoplepod.com, and you can I'll put all of her links and stuff so that you can, if you want to chat with her or even follow her along on her life. She's a super fascinating lady. Love her to death. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first episode, and I'll see you next week.